Festival Throat at the outside, starting to hit top gear now. It's Kips Bay two lengths clear from Devil's Throat, contemporary late on the scene. Kips Bay just in front, there's a wall coming! Devil's Throat lunged wide out, Devil's Throat... Welcome to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm in studio with John Walter. One gun, John. What's that mean? Well, you tip in one race and it wins and everyone's happy. I wish that's how life worked. Imagine if it was that Which simple. I, said, well, I, mean, I thought it was Saturday today, so I'm going enormous. I'm ready. It's Thursday. It's going to be a great show. DK, you're uh, the Lone Ranger down there. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here, Pat. Yeah, Nico. Nico's too busy counting it all at home. He just doesn't stop finding winners at the moment. Nico, he's in the eye of the storm, which is great for him and his, his supporters and everyone. But uh, no, never a dull moment. Scoot, you know, Singapore and Fireburn and... Jesus. Whatever else has happened, the, the New Zealand tab and Entain and, and now the thing blown up with China and the welfare, so never never a dull moment in this caper, keep saying it. Yeah, we'll tick a couple off the list, a little bit of a, um, a, ba- a pat on the back though. How's last week? Shack Attack, DK on the board, Verifier, Devil's Throat, Azula, Amakura. There's, I hope everyone out there is backing a couple of winners. Yeah, it was a bit silly oh. there for about two hours. Oh. They just were just falling over, and they were all and they're the ones like Devil's Throat, Act of God gets up on the line against the bite. Like they were all Cub- there's a few Azula jobs. fights back and wins. Verify, yeah, it was um, amazing how the market knew Verify this week though, wasn't it? Oh. Like we were tipping it the two weeks ago, and it was just hung around the double figures. This week, Jalco on the models now nah, eleven into five fifty or something. Yeah, gets the money. They're just so clever. Hmm. They knew. Amakura was a big win. We got a few against the fee, but it was good. Yeah, yeah, it was um, bolted. Didn't look like. Yeah, weird Oaks, wasn't it? She's got. She had a bit of freak about her the last couple of wins, but she. Um, well, you know what? Well, you know what to look for now with the the fame, the, the fame, and the Amakura, the the, the profiles you know, leading into those races. You know, mm-hmm. they're the ones you look for next time. Yeah, not many mares, not many horses have won a, a an Oaks in their first prep. She's um, she's it was pretty crazy uh, preparation. Like looked like it was never going to get into the race, and then sort of snuck in and. Yeah, anyway. Anything exact there, DK? Rio, what are yours? Oh, yeah, Rio. Yeah, that was good when it loomed up. Oh. I said, what all, that looks like the lambing colours, Rio. My horse I pumped up and been following. I didn't have a cracker on it, of course, and uh, there it was. But Emma Cura, for the, for, I've got past it. Yeah, but I've oh, always shown good talent, that horse. It wasn't, didn't, not surprising. That's why he won. So it was a 33s the week before, 16s in from when we talked, I think, to about 6s or 7s or something. It was yeah. um, it's probably and, the best back runner in the race by mile. Yeah. But then if people can look at Rio and look at the SP and say, but then that's the one where I'd say, no, ignore the SP. That, that horse has always had that talent. Uh, interesting one with uh, Fineburn Scratch so early on the Thursday. So it's strange to me that a trainer can keep a horse in for well, for ages and then not scratch when they're dual nominated. There's all sorts of like um, gripes as punters trying to bet early, but they don't give it the benefit of doubt to trot up or wait till Saturday. I don't understand why... They had to pull the trigger so early for poor Telly, and I thought there was a bit of a cloud around Amakura who got an extra day, whereas um, poor old G. Portelli didn't get extra time with Fireburn, and he, he said by the time Saturday morning come along, uh, she trotted up fine, but I thought he took it. Took well, he kind of changed his well. story a few times. He said that's how she trots up. She's yeah. got a funny gait, and if you take her out in the track and after 50 metres she's fine, and then, yeah, I couldn't really work it out. But, um, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense, especially if that's how she's been her whole life. She's running plenty of group. Run ones, races, big races. The whole thing didn't Weird. make a lot of sense in it. Yeah, it's a bit bit like um, a lot of racing bodies. They didn't really come out and explain it really well, which is all they really need to do. I want to know what the what – because the, they were saying because she was 2.5 out of 5, right? So if she was 2, would they give her another trot up? If one and a half, what's the cutoff there? There's all because she was 2.5 and, a half and the, the, the seriousness of the lameness, that's why we pulled her out on the Thursday. Because so, even if she trotted up fine on the Friday, we think she could have relapsed mm. or whatever. Yeah, that you couldn't possibly come that good. Mm. That's what that Queensland vet's saying. You know, mm. they're saying still they've still got to get di- diagnostic stuff on her to get her to race up here again. You know, she's she's obviously they think still she's got an underlying issue. Where he's just saying it was a, a gate from the long float trip or whatever the bloody thing was. But anyway, who knows? But um, yeah, that was uh, wasn't good. But oh, like yeah, all yeah. these things, seventh like, scratching. Time Saturday is there for a reason. Like it's, um, you should have until the last spell. But if that's there, yeah, it's pretty hard to argue with. Curious facts. Oh, exactly. Spot on. Have a look at all the crap that's going on in America at the moment. You know, Churchill Downs and now Belmont and everything. So, uh, yep, no horse welfare's to the to the four scoot. And as you mentioned, DK Singapore, a uh, little bit of a shock for a few people here. Oh, the news was a shock, but um, 
Looks like they're going to close their doors next year. Weird. I think they've got 18 months or something or at least a year to wind down. That's even stranger. Um, and it just seems there's a couple of different issues there. Lack of government support. The land's worth more uh, to the government by selling it and redeveloping it. Uh, illegal wagering. There's obviously been Citibet lurking in the background and it's been a big driver of turnover. The illegals over uh, in Southeast Asia. And um, obviously it's a smaller problem for people here in Australia. And then it sounds like the management's pretty much cooked and there's a couple of casinos yeah. that are getting um, a lot of the entertainment and gambling dollar over in Singapore. Any thoughts? All, all, all that's good. Look, all, all, that government, the government support one is the main one for mine because I've, I remember visiting there and 15, 20 years ago and talking to Lupton and, uh, sorry, Laurie Laxon and um, others over there. They, and they were saying, and then there was under again that the government doesn't fully support racing in that jurisdiction way back then. They had problems with the gambling side of it and things like that. And then now the um they've always had the parameters, the turnover and the attendance parameters. The government's just been looking, looking, looking. Finally, they're both for the casinos and the city bet. I mean, they both come down. They said, right, that's it. Close that. But they've all I reckon they've always had their eye on it, and um, now they've reached their parameters where they can pull a pin. When I was over there, I thought it was um. Operated by Hong Kong Jockey Club, it I thought it was um, yeah, and I thought I, I assumed I never knew that they must have owned it all, you know, and sort of whatever. So it was a bit of a surprise. So I just wasn't aware that the government had taken it back over, but that was always going to be, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a weird joint. Like they don't even have their own water. They they produce nothing. They import everything. It's um, land and and there is just so prime over there. It doesn't really surprise, but it's a shame and. Yeah, you know, they're talking about people stepping in and reversing their minds. If you can reverse the mind of the Singapore government, government. Uh, good luck. But um, yeah, it's a shame. But it's it, it is weird. It sort of has declined the racing even over there. It's like they've taken their foot off the gas, maybe on purpose. Um, COVID obviously wouldn't have helped. They've only got a couple of betting shops you can go into, which I assume would have been closed. Most of the betting's on track there, so they would have copped a big hit there that we didn't. Well, that's it. And then with most of the betting on track, you know, you can see why. Like, I remember here when Crown opened, right? And racing prior to Crown and Pokies, racing was the only game in town pretty much for the gambling. And you know, we've seen people have been putting out photos on Twitter recently of the, the betting rings. And when I first started there, it was all in the betting rings. And then everyone started going to the casino, all those punters, all those bread and butter punters. That's where they all went. And then the crowds just slowly, I mean, it has changed now with off-course TV and but uh, yeah, that's, sky that and all those sorts of things. But yeah. over there, you can see you can see the the punters just go to the casinos. Yeah, and the illegal city bets, obviously. No city bets, a big uh, huge yeah. over there. Yeah, if it's if it's perceived as more value um, to not play within the toad, or they don't stimulate the the wagering enough, um, I can see why the illegals would just take over the market too. And then again, that's when the government doesn't get the kickback, and then the whole thing falls on its. On its, yeah, on whether, its head. whether that's what they were hoping for or not, it's probably, you know, they, they might have been waiting for a gap to the government, you know, as soon as it sort of fell by a lower threshold, I doubt they were too concerned on pumping it back up. Maybe um, maybe it was their opportunity to seize the land back. The worst, I think the participants is obviously the worst and everyone probably knows, someone well probably does, but um, I just I always felt sad reading Shane Barchiger's article, you know, like he's my vintage, he's nearly 50. <clears throat> Been in racing all his life. His wife's Singaporean. His three kids are Singaporean. You know, he can't come back here and be a lackey or stuff like that. He's got to stay over there, you know. And I just, you know, just it's like they're being turfed out, sort of thing. So that's that's, that's the uh, the people I feel sorry for. All those participants. Most of them expats, aren't they? The, the port, like the ground staff and everyone, like the local Singaporeans that work there, like they're they're working for next to nothing. Like it's not a not exactly a, a, a like it'd be probably a nice environment they're working in compared to a lot of the other things that the the locals have to sort of oh, pick up and do. But, um, yeah, it's the expats who will probably be more upset with it. You might be headed off to Selangor. Was that Kuala Lumpur over in well, Malaysia? Well, mm, the horses. Pick up the slack. The Malaysian, yeah, they, they might. They'll probably the horses. That's where the horses will end up. And, um, yeah, the Malaysian might kick on a bit. But, but uh, yeah, she's a funny old game, Malaysian racing too. So, anyway. I like this. What they only said, 715 horses. Kieran Ma's got more horses than Singapore. <laughs> Interesting. It's funny, isn't it? Uh, another little jurisdiction, uh, Sleepy Hollow, is New Zealand. I see the Entain deal. There was a little bit of um, back and forward uh, with, was, was it um, one of their uh, CEOs or um, who's the man there behind? Dean uh, Shannon. Dean Shannon, that's it. Mm. And it said he said that the Tab brand would remain and they're going to open up a second brand. So you can bet odds to $2,000 at two the different bet, The old Lux bet, well, the old Lux bet trick. Yeah, that one, that theory. Yeah. So you fight a twenty to one shot, you can have two hundred on it. Well, that's and then it can if it's got a win, and there'll be twenties into twelves, and 
Why would you ever have a bet there? Why would you ever strike a blow? Why would you bother? The the problem I've got with that is exactly that. Or if you've got a 40 to 1 chance, you can have a couple of $50 notes on it, which is really frustrating. And then not to sink the boots into them too difficult, they'll take the bet and then they'll just leave the price there and then they'll just keep rejecting your bet and tell you to bet closer to the jump. That is 100%. And then yeah, you open up they a... They operate. I'll tweet it yeah. later. Um, and account with your next door neighbour and they want to take you to court. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's, like, it's laughable. Only if it wins. Well, exactly. So yeah, they'll, they'll cop it all if it loses. And they're tied into it for 25 years. So, the, like, you can read all the, I guess, the the spin and all the news through NZ. I, I don't think it's um, the best outcome for New Zealand punters and smart punters over in New Zealand. It's... There's, there's nothing that um, appeals to me. There's, to there's only one thing that appealed to Scoot and probably want to racing punters, but if you just read on there, you're looking at a, um, which maybe maybe people might have idea, was a, a punter's promise, which is a minimum bet on sport. So you know, if they made that a monkey, that is something, or whatever it was, that would be something they have on all the joints over here where that's, so it's pie in the sty stuff, even though they keep lobbing for it. Well, the only thing that they've got on, on the only big advantage that they can bet sport in run over in New Zealand that they um and you but you can't do it here in Australia which is absolutely insane how can you bet sport not bet sport in run here when you can bet races in run and they can like is this I don't know what the change has been and it may be only me because I'm retarded but 526 which is sky one is now about five seconds behind 528 which is racing whatever they call it so how far behind the live is five two eight from and then five two six? So you got people betting off different timings and, and no one knows what the timings are. And you got people betting on track live. All the, yeah, yeah, all you the can't rules. bet on sport. <laughs> it's just like it's just what it was. It's just crazy. Apart from the nice horses that come over, it's nearly irrelevant now, isn't it? New Zealand racing. They send the crows across a couple of ten horses and they just and going backwards over there, aren't they're, they? They're, they're the ones probably hurting from the Singapore news as much as anyone yes, selling them. That's right. Yeah, they're just a farm and a, and a factory and a breeding ground for to the which supply. which we need. Yeah, and, exactly. and um, you know, they, they do they do that very well, um, especially for stays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they give their horses time compared to us. So yeah, um, true. That's uh, that's our little around the grounds with the uh, the news today. Show is going to be a beauty. As Don is airborne, uh, biggest day. The Stratty, and he's going to uh, have a couple of little bets there. I think he likes one in the JJ Atkins. Walt, uh, the Grinch, previews only one at uh, Randwick for the uh, the Bob Charlie, uh, Charlie uh, Stakes Day. He was a pro punter, bookie, owner, trainer. You know, he's, he's, and he's head of the uh, Racing Hall of Fame, isn't he, Bob Charlie? Hmm. So he's lucky he came through when he did. Maybe. One of the greats I, I, of racing. When's the next punter bookmaker they put into the Hall of Fame? When are they going to have a day for Who's that going to be? Yeah. <laughs> Dean Shannon. I think that's more of his administrative work. I mean, that might have been struck out, that other stuff. It's more his, uh, his admin stuff. Well, like when I did a bit of a search on him, that's how he celebrated as a pro punter, bookie, owner, trainer. That's oh, that's you, John Walter. So when's your I'll stakes I'll be in day? the, uh, what about, so the Dungeon of Fame. <laughs> the, the Dungeon Gulag. of Fame. Locked up. Locked up. Holy cow. Oh, Nico, uh, Nico Noonan's probably the hottest punter in Australia right now. Funny if it won yesterday. Oh, gosh, he just keeps tipping. What about that kid? Did you watch that race? I saw it. I saw it flash over. He's dead last. I'll talk to Nico when he gets there. He keeps doing it, this L Campbell. Like, he's done it five times since he'd been here. Had things just sitting out the back and rounding them up. Ice in his veins, that kid. I'll talk to Nico about it when he comes. Or yeah, it comes on. The Salter from Malta has us back. Yeah, I think the rail's four metres at Eagle Farm, so he's going to have a couple of... Look at a couple of races there. The top sports teams might have to rebrand this as the top sport lays. They're struggling. I struggled for legless top sport. Uh, Bob is back. Bob's been back for a couple of weeks now. Group one races in Queensland, odds for 5,000. The Stratty and the JJ Atkins. So, uh, if you like one, you can launch there so that you can get top fluck or uh, best tote. So, no fishing for price. You just uh, lock in Bob and you get the best of uh, the prices that they bet. But, um, Let's welcome uh, Paulie. I mean, uh, Jason has a party to the show. How are you? Scoot, Scoot. How are you, boys? Good to good to be back. Intriguing listening to you about Singapore. They're cast that joint, aren't they? You go to jail if you eat, sick, eat chili and spit it out. They're banned racing, but the biggest tourist attraction is all the old four floors. Been there, Scoot, I go. Is it? Oh, Jesus. Hey? No, I haven't. I think that's your. I think when you go to Singapore, yeah, there's Marina Bay Sands. There's also the four four floors of Singapore. If you want to Google that, give me a spell. 
they allow that they allow that rubbish to go on, but you can't spit chili eye out of a punt. As at the best place, my sister opened a like a hole in the wall uh, uh, oh, Mexican on, place on. across the road from it, so you can sit there and watch them coming and going. It's the greatest people watching <laughs> in history. It's literally across the road. I don't know what sort of hole in the wall she was operating. It doesn't seem mm. like. It would be good. Last time I saw her, she was chasing the uh, chasing the CCTV footage to delete it from whatever happened the night before. So there's there's plenty goes on there. I've only been to Singapore a couple of, a couple of times. Good joint. Yeah, it's good. It's got some, good joint. It's good, good for a few it's days. You, it's tough to live there. It's tough yeah. to live there. No, it's good to drop in for a few days. Yeah, I was there for a few months a couple of times. It's, it's a grind. Why? Hmm? You're scared to leave the hotel room. It's just boring. Hey, you are boring. He would have got he would have got sunburn over there. Playing tennis and that there's brutal, brutal. The humidity's brutal. No good. Humidity. Okay, let's talk about Eagle Farm on Saturday. The uh, the Sky Racing Q twenty two. Interesting sponsor there for race six. Uh, without a fight's favourite here. Three twenty into two ninety. Numerian five dollars. Heiter Heiter five dollars fifty. Dewey eight dollars. Serpentine twelve. Fame DK Source twenty one into thirteen. Crazy. Uh, Luncey's $20, Young Werther, $20, Nonconformist, 21, Lions Raw, 26. And then horses like uh, Nonconformist, Banker's Choice, Colding, Media Award are right out the gate here. Going to have a look at the replay of Without a Fight, Azza. Yeah, I Tell mean. Tell why you like this. This horse here, the yellow, and the, the, I think it's a chestnut, we call it, brown gelding. Uh, look, it's a six-year-old, but it's slightly raised. Only had the 19 starts. Uh, was bought from overseas to run the Melbourne Cup. Um SP twelve bucks um, in the Gold Trip Melbourne Cup was spelled it. This is its first run back, and it's just got out here. Admittedly, it's only running past Lunsey's here, but looks every bit of a horse that's just coming to Australia is going to progress through the grades. Um, looked absolutely dynamic there. The figures out of that race were were good. They were two lengths um, faster than six hundred, six lengths above average home. Um, you'd expect that for a Group Three race against Standard Eight Hundred Eagle Farm, but to me, to the eye. There is only upside on this horse. Um, Three dollars. I'm very surprised. I just think it starts two dollars. This horse. Um, I think it looks uh, clearly the best best bet on the program, um, and um, I think it's uh, it's going to get Freddy back in the Group One winning stall after a fair to say a barren drought for the stable over a period of time compared to their, uh, what they what they normally achieve. Um, a lot of money munches here. I thought if there was an improved duo, I uh, was pretty good first up over sort of two after two hundred days off in that Quetel race. I thought um, she could improve out of that uh, barrier three. Gets a nice suck run. Uh, she could be the danger. I'm just willing to risk Quetel um, and um, and heavily involved without a fight. And uh, I'll chop out on duo. I I agree wholeheartedly. Serpentine blinkers on. They're not going to loaf here. Um, that should soften up Numerian, who gets a nice run, but a bit of a, a whacker. Weta's going to be out the back with without a fight. I couldn't possibly see Weta coming and beating without a fight. And is the one that he sort of half-carved at first up as well, but it's um very fast run race first up, probably not ideal. So I agree. She's the horse I don't want to beat me. And I thought um, if there was a knockout, blowout horse, it was Lions Raw. Just a weird horse um, that... It was a good run down at Wagga, and I just was sort of been waiting for it to pop up again. And because it's thirty or forty to one here, I, I don't want it to beat me either. But um, I'm, was a, I'm with Azza. Yeah, yeah. that was enormous at Wagga, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it should have should have won for sure. Yeah, and in the autumn, you almost think it was um, was it the autumn or the spring? It ran ran second in the Epsom or something, didn't it? Could you see it? Let, if they really go quick, it could let go off a off a fast speed. Yeah, mm. yeah, good point. I that sort of that escaped me. I do recall that run. Uh, well, just because I'm back, we climbed that while um, Walker Cup, and I was lucky to get away with it. Um, yeah, it did run well. But like for me, if Wentzall can't beat without a fight, JW, if you if, if, yeah. opinion, without a fight's an odds-on chance of this, honestly. Yeah, I just think because they're going to be back there together. It's just had perfect runs its last two weather, and it just seems to go off a bit sort of as he gets into his prep. He, I think, you know, two in a row is pretty good for him. I think he's got a few niggles. It's strong 2,200. If it was a sort of sit sprint and he was going to, Settle, you know, six in front without a fight. It's a different race, but, you know, fair ground, both back together in the pack with a strong tempo. Good on a dry track too, very important dry track for without a fight, obviously, and it should get it. DK, is that your money, fame? 21 into 13. Seems big throw at the stumps here from Peter Moody. 
No, yeah, no, it'd just be somewhat the second placing last start, all right, but a bunch harder against the old horses, I would have thought, wouldn't it? Oh, Probably about I eight lengths. I, I completely penned it. I, I, I do. Mm. Yeah, me too. Fair bit of confidence there, so we'll um, push on. Uh, race eight is the Stradbroke handicap, and early money's been for think about it. Three ten into two dollars eighty. Hawaii five hundred four eighty. Converge nine fifty. Ruthless Dame eleven. Yellow Brick is going to struggle to get a run. Twelve dollars. Opal Ridge similar boat there. Thirteen dollars. Fourteen. Cardinal Gem. Aft Cabin fourteen. Rothfires drawing the car park. Nineteen. Valana twenty one in from fifties. Uh, Chain of Lightning is uh, bouncing back into form. Twenty one dollars. Gentleman Roy fifties into twenty six dollars. Royal Merchant. $26, and you got Scolopini, Surf Dancer, uh, Polisipan, Dragon Leap, 11.11, and the others there. The first replay we're going to have a look at is uh, the Think About It race here. And, yeah, uh, the, look, he was good again. He keeps stepping up and performing. You can see Converge in the um, Edward Kajango colours, whatever his name is, uh, the red and black. It's the Ado. No, it's not. It's, they're, they're not, but they're close. Yeah, whatever. It's the, well, they're they're those colours that ones look like that. Really. I don't really care. I just care about yeah. the horse. Sneaking up on the inside here. Was first up that this day. Uh, would I think wins a race if gets through. It was first up. Um, think about it was um, second up. I think, um, you know, it's going to take a lot of benefit from that race, and I think it's got more upside. Um, feel like history is repeating itself a bit here. Last year, Alligator Blood just beaten in that same race. I might have been the BRC sprint actually. Uh, then went second up into the Stratty Barrier Seventeen to Clark, um, and brutally um, made me cry beating Private Eye um, in that Stratty. Um, he didn't exact- beat Private Eye. The, the ride beat Private Eye. Oh, <laughs> that was brutal. I like that in the I'm still I haven't got over it. Um, so uh, I think. Um, I really, I really want to be on it here. Sort of a double figure price, um, just just a better value and a, a handicap. But not really a favourite back. I think about it, can definitely win. Um, I think the other one, uh, the other point to make was the, the thing about this race is actually the pace. So I'm expecting, you know, obviously Rothfire's drawn outside with Nash to go forward and Scalapini, but they're not necessarily going to go psycho. So it'd be interesting to see what someone like Chain of Lightning with Linda does. Um, there's a risk of an upset here if they if they do dawdle in front, but I am just banking that that won't happen in a, in a full field handicap at Eagle Farm. Um, and then I just thought the other one I, I wanted to include, and uh, I just think the best three year old in the race isn't Hawaii Five O. Um, I actually think it's Ruthless Day, and obviously I tipped her uh, in that Sangster at you know sort of seventeen bucks, and the second and third from that went another award in Zapateo. They ran. Second and third in the Goodwood behind Royal Merchant. Um, look, the race set up definitely suited her this day. There's no doubt about that. Um, and the Adelaide form hasn't held up in Brisbane. That's that's probably one thing we've, we've definitely seen. Um, but look, I've just got a lot of time for this filly. She was just beaten by Jackano in a Manfred, um, just beaten by Sunshine in Paris and in that surround. Um, the all the form around her is great. She's just at this stage done absolutely nothing wrong. Mickey D, Group 1. Kieran keeps him going in the preps. Um, I just thought she was the best three-year-old in the race, and it's sort of 17, 18 bucks. I didn't want to let her go around um, without me. Uh, so I'm going to back those two. Uh, taking on Hawaii 5-0, I thought, think about it, was probably the only winning chance. I wanted to find Cardinal Gem. I've been saying for six months he can win a strategy. I just think he wants Sting out a little bit to be competitive at this level, and that's why I've not tipped him here. Don't like, I don't like all this agreeing. I don't like it all. I, I, I agree. I agree. I think there's four winning chances. Converge, Ruthless Dame, Hawaii 5-0, and think about it. Think about it's well and truly short enough. Converge is the value if they're getting down the middle of the track and he has any luck. A little bit different horse to Alligator Blood in. I think you know Alligator Blood probably runs a mile, a 2,000, whereas um, Converge has probably got a, a shorter turn of foot. So he's going to probably need a trail up uh, to be able to sort of – he expo- gets a trail up and exposes him in the last 300. Yeah, I, I, if he drew a gate, I would have declared him converge. Uh, so you'd probably get twelve, thirteen dollars. I'm assuming by race time. But back Ruthless with cover, Dame. back with cover, three wide blending in at Eagle Farm. You know, like it's he's, not bad. He's just the sort of horse to me that he, yeah, if he drew a gate though, he's just he can he can land that two pairs closer. He can do it, and he doesn't have to conserve. He can conserve and still just let go. Whereas <laughs> if he's got to make a run for an extra two hundred, um, it it you know it's not undoable but it's not 
what you would want to declare a horse like a psychopath like me and back it to my ass bled, which is what I planned on doing until the – they didn't even show the barrier draw. It wasn't that anticlimactic. 5 p.m. barrier draw with the fireworks and they don't even show it anywhere. That was awesome. Well, Peter should have put it on 528. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why it didn't go on 528, but anyway. Um, yeah, Ruthless Dame, super strong, just keeps coming. Should have won that surround. Uh, whether that form holds up or not, as you said, you're getting $17 to find out. I think Hawaii 5.0 is the one that is the X factor because I got him beaten in midweek and then he came out and looked like Burnborough and then he's sort of 40 days off of this horse. If anyone's seen him, he's the biggest, fattest thing you've ever seen. Like he's so hard to keep the weight off. So that run will certainly trim him up and he doesn't even need to improve off that last start win too. It was a great ride. But he gets to draw 49 and a half. He's a monster. He's going to feel like he's got nothing on his back with Schumacher flapping around on him. And um, if that improves him, he could dead set piss him. I, 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 I'm very scared of him. Is it the winner on the seven-day backup of that three-year-old race? Backed heavily back in this race every year and generally doesn't win? Yeah. Question. I don't know. I, just, I, just, I assume this horse will – was it last week or was it the week before? Last week was I used to be seven day backup. That was a change. How's it? I, uh, I think it was two weeks ago. I don't, yeah, I don't feel was, like it was it last was, week. It was two weeks ago. I think you're out. Um, yeah, he's just a big, gross horse, and he was like 35 to 40 odd days between runs or whatever it was last time. And I just think he's going to take so much more improvement than a horse like Think About It will. Um, yeah, like in just perfect draw, 49 and a half. It just, holy cow, it's going to run a race, I, I would expect. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a couple of more winning chances in four. I think Af Cabin's a forgotten horse. He only just got beat by uh, Giggy Kick when he was fresh into the Doom and 10,000. I think that profile coming into this race is a good one. Um, it looks like he's drawn wide in Barrier 19, but after scratchings he comes in about four gates and you can get $14 about this horse. I know he's better on um, a wet track, Af Cabin, and I've never really been in his corner. I'm putting a dolphin uh, shirt on, but... He's he's just he's just a crazy price. I saw the run. I wanted to find it as well. Um, but yeah, for, I was just I was suspect fourteen, and I was and I didn't think nineteen was going to help with that. So um, fourteen off a off a off a break is the thing is the key, isn't it? Fourteen off a break. Yeah. Well, when did when was that Giga Kick race? Three or four weeks ago, was it? Because yeah, it ran by in Giga Kick. Sorry, mid thirteenth of May. So three weeks. So yeah, mm. it's second. Up so it's not a break yet. Yeah, and he's trolled in between that gear kick race too. So, look, I mean, I know when they're running him. You got a call, you got Group One. You know, he's in, he's in light. Yeah, Group One handicap Colt, absolutely. Yeah. So why why wouldn't you run him? Why would, why would you put him in the paddock and wait till he's wait till he's four? So I can see why they are having to throw out the stunts. Um, got a huge amount of ability. It's the beauty of these races, right? Let's love handicaps. Long long live the handicap. Big price. If Kira Ma gets Royal Merchant to win this, I am commissioning my own. I'm going to gold, 28, 28, 36, 48. How many carats can you have? 93 carat gold statue of Kira Ma if he can get Royal Merchant to win the Stradbroke off the preparation. It's had, like, I would have said the same thing in the Goodwood. Don't get me wrong. What a freak. What a freak training effort. He's a gun. He's a gun. There's no doubt about it. The other horse uh, that I'd probably kick up for is maybe Gentleman Roy, but I thought he was a touch disappointing. But he's definitely a horse that can spike second up. But I've sort of missed the price there, 51 into 26. So I think he'll drift and you'll get another chance to back him if you like him because he was um, a little bit, no, oh, he's flat as attack in the Kingsford Smith and uh, a lot of horses just zip straight by him. DK, you're our new Group 1 uh, expert. Oh. You just just make one bold statement and the horse usually trots up. So let oh. us have it. Right. Yes, you. Down Converge. There. Yeah, no, it's all I couldn't. I'd love Converge's run. I knew it was bot, bot, put, put cold, half bit of cold water on it first in that run. So it looked probably underdone. So, and then the way he savaged the line. So, yeah, no, with uh, Converge there. Oh, well, there you have it. Three so. of us in Converge. Huh? Interesting. Maybe I won't get the 12 or $13 I was hoping for. She presents all done at bot. He talks over. What's, well. hey, Good what fella. question without notice? What's Scolopini? What, what, how much is Scolopini worth? What, what? It was on the open market. What? Is he a what, sale? What? Is he? No, bloody Nigel Chaplin. I saw bought ten percent yesterday online for sixteen grand. I thought, geez, that horse might be worth I more than that's about right. Thousand. Told him to ring me when he's going to buy an old horse. Two hundred, hundred to two hundred. I guess hundred to two hundred. That's what you'd say to go for. Thought he got a good deal. Got a runner in a straight break and pay sixteen grand, ten percent. He's like seven or eight. That's right. You're basically paying for this run. Yeah. Oh, he can easily keep going and winning forty number meter open class races. 
at Flemington and that sort of thing, run, get on the speed and mm, that's right. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think I think Nige does it because he loves racing, right? He's a he's a racing man, a pro punter, but absolutely loves it and he's always on the English sales looking for shares hunting. In, Is he? In, oh, he's he's uh he's all over it. Doesn't miss the sales, scours the catalogue and uh, fun, fun, funny quick story there. We had this camel um that we bought for three anyway. One one a non tab, we tried to sell it at like two thousand meters or something. Not one bid, nothing. So then it came out run to something, then it won a tab meeting. And we put it back online. Trainer rings us up. He's like, oh, I want to keep training it. So we said, oh, no worries. And he wants to do a deal to train it. We said, okay. Couldn't take it out of the sale. So we just put a 50,000 reserve on it. They go to 20,000 on it and the bloke's ringing up death threading. What do you mean it's not for sale? This, I said, mate, you could have had it for uh, nothing two oh weeks ago, God. you imbeciles. <laughs> and it never got a bid. Now 20,000. Now they're wanting to take us to court and everything over some over, – <laughs> mate, the, the racing game is so funny. Is that what the trick is though, What There was one yesterday of Trent's in the thing yesterday and I saw it passed in 50,000. I said, 50,000 for that camel? But is that <laughs> – like why would you have a reserve of 50,000? It's a walking machine. But is that why? They couldn't pull it out of the sale so you put a 50,000 reserve well, on it. To be to be 100% honest, um, I'm sure that we would have – if we thought we were going to get 20, we would never have put it on there. We thought we might get five to ten. We did the deal with the trainer before, like the day of the sale. So you're not going to go back on your word. But it, like when 20 popped up, we were actually more sick than like, we were happy to take it. <laughs> run. Now you're stuck with the bugger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's exactly. Oh, Jesus but, um, Christ. It's, it's crazy what some of these horses are, are going for. I'm assuming like um, uh, Jared had his horse. He's got a share in that LD as the one yesterday. You would say he's a, just a fair horse. And I think he's won like, I'm going to say 170 grand over the jumps. It's, um, so I'm assuming that's what they were looking for my horse for is a, is a potential jumper because there's a bit of money still left in it. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting. There's so many angles in there. Everyone's got their own angle in this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quick one, JJ Atkins. Uh, you like anything there in the other group one? We've got no replays. Uh, yeah, no, as a favourite. Tannhauser, snap back, make a call, congregation. It's pretty, it's pretty weak. Like I wanted to find the, uh, the size form, but that make a call flew up on the rail, should have won. Um, and was unlucky out of that race, which makes me wonder if that race is Pox or the Fernhill make a call 10 hours of forms in. I actually just thought the favourite last week. Um, I know I got headed and fought back, and you're thinking, ah, oh, that's not Group 1 form, but 1,500 metres, um, they went really, really hard. Uh, they went um, you know, about eight lengths above to the six. Um, got headed and fought back. T. Clark goes forward. Um, I thought you could do worse than, than backing hit. Um, I've been backing make a call all time. My God, it's a maiden still. And um, off the last run, if you didn't look at its form, you just watch that run, you'd say it wins. But man, when when you're looking at that horse, you're really wondering about this race. It's it's a very weak JJ. Yeah, I thought the same. Like pretty impossible, but sort of going <laughs> through. There was two things. I thought Snapback was like far and away the best run in that race. Did uh, you? Yeah, I just thought it was so strong. Like the other one just had suck, 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 dash up, and the inside was pretty good. I thought snapback was good. The start before that at Gosford, it was uh, complete forgive. Again, a horse that's you know it's not easy to take short odds about. And the other, and the other angle was Miracle of Love, who um, Masara's horses. I don't know what the heck's changed in his training regimen. He trains about forty percent now. He's an absolute weapon, Paul Masara. He came out and said this is the best horse he's ever had. Um, very well bred, obviously, but he's done deal there, stallion out of Miss Finland. Its run first start in the race was okay, sort of got cluttered up, and I bet against it at uh, wherever it was, Doombin or something the other day. And if you ever want to see a horse that's more home in your life than the thing I backed, it's, it, it came from behind it, got the run out. This horse got held up, Miracle of Love. Mine put sort of two or three on it, full momentum, hard fit horse, and Miracle of Love went past it late like it was stuck to the ground. She could just jump out of the ground uh, up to this trip and, and blow their heads off. I wouldn't be surprised by it. I um, I just think she's the the point of difference. Like you're saying, it's not a vintage JJ. She's coming out of a, a midweek. I'm assuming it was a maiden. Um, win it uh, uh, up there and and sort of getting up in distance. I think she's really dangerous because there's just not much depth. I thought Miss uh, Miss Jolene was a really good run in the. Um... She was, but she. Did, I think she's going to do similar. Like she's 25. She'll suck you in. You don't want her to beat you. But they went really quick there, and she was sort of. She, I think she'll do the same. And I, I like the horse. I, I'm not knocking it at 25s, so don't get me wrong. Well, I see he's put a visor first time. What will that do? Yeah, well, it's good for when the sun gets in your eyes. No, oh, the sun won't get in your eyes. <laughs> I, I think she's just a victim of the train, like Kelly Schweider. If it was a different, more high-profile high profile trainer, 
she wouldn't be twenty six dollars. Yeah, if it drew a gate, I'd be super keen to sort of risk that she she could uh, chime in that she could hold a spot a bit closer. But you can just see, like you say, she was just they're always super conservative. Probably drop it out again and dash home and drive you mad. But twenty five to one, definitely not knocking out a love of the horse. I sent Kelly Schwader an email one day and he still hasn't replied. That doesn't surprise me. Mm. Anyway. All right, Azza, I think uh, you've steered us into a couple of winners there. Uh, Don't like a- agreeing with him. We normally go head-to-head. Let's hope so. I need to lift, to be honest. I, uh, Clemenso last week, 9.50 and a 5.50, and I'm like a busted, so that hurts. Isn't it, isn't it a weird horse, that horse? Oh, it's yeah. just life, that horse. It's I'll life. Be, that was, I'll, that was be watching, I'll be watching Nico's segment hoping that he tips uh, extra two in race two at San Saturday because uh, I am heavily involved there. I think the only reason that you tip Ruthless Dame was to remind everyone that you could still tip a winner. Well, I just thought I needed to because I've been pretty average, to be honest. Like, I'm not really <laughs> out of the key. So uh, maybe I'll have to pull up stumps if I can't. I can pull something out of the hat this way. Pull something out of the Come hat. Come on, settle down. Come on, he's had one bad week. He wants to throw the toys out of the cop. Calm down, boys. All right, <laughs> have a good one. Good luck, Just mate. keep punting. Just keep punting, there, boys. There he was. Jeez, he's a bit down in the dumps there. I think he'll bounce back strongly. Can't keep a good punter down. And a man who is absolutely on fire is Nico Noonan. I'll tell you what, he's, he's, I don't know why he's not in the uh, studio with DK. He's got enough money to get a private chopper into Crown, I would have thought. Avoid all the, uh, the freeway traffic. Nico, how are you, mate? Yeah, it's going well. Find a few winners. So uh, we just kind of keep the uh, the processes the way they are and see if we can uh, keep chipping away. Some of the horses you're finding are... Uh, Phenomenal, and DK will probably talk to you now. The one uh, yesterday, funny if it won, uh, ice cold ride from uh, Luke Campbell. Yeah, it was a good win too. Like um, a horse that's always shown a fair bit of ability. I sort of fell into him on debut, I think at Matoa or one of those tracks uh, way back when. So we always sort of followed him, and yeah, it was hard to be out of stuff. Sort of four hundred hours. So when's he actually going to go for this horse? But uh, he timed it pretty well, and ended up winning pretty easily. One by sort of a length in the end, so half length. So. Yeah, the, the reports out of WA was he's a really good rider and he was definitely one of the better riders there. So he's come here and he's, uh, he's going well. So uh, he looks fine aboard at the moment. Gee, Paddy Payne's going to keep finding if that's why he's going to keep riding his horse because he rode crew class night, nice and cold as well. And then those couple at um, Packenham Polly when he went there the other day, Nico, uh, dodgy one for Bedgegood and Arctic Princess anyway. Arctic Princess was going to get back anyway. But, geez, did he bide his time on those things and, and he rounded them up as well. Same as that funny of it one. So, um He's like the old Billy Egan Mark too, I think. But Paddy Payne's going to enjoy using him. Well, yeah, well, Paddy will love that one. He uh, he loves yeah. his horse to sort of ridden that way. So um, you'd think of all the apprentices that you could sort of find at the moment with the two kilo claim, G is going to be one that's uh, highly in demand and Patrick Payne's stable. He's absolutely flying and we're aboard the uh, the train there on Saturday. Hopefully he can get another winner. Mm. I think it's going to stop the train. He's completely airborne. Race two is the first one I'm going to have a look at and a little bit of an asterisk or a disclaimer. Uh, the assaulter from Malta did not see the run sheet before the show. So this is an interesting selection from Nico. Race two, Sandown is the first one. The Quay Clean Handicap. Extra two is a favourite here. 380 into 360. Free Wheeled, $5. Vagrant, $6. Second and none, $6. Jenny Jerome, good winner last start, 9 into 7. Lady Jones, 950. Foreign Raider, $14. Hazel Baby, $14. And that rounds out the chances. Extra two is the horse that Azza likes and Nico's found as well. And here's her at Kitan. Yep, jump straight to the front on this day. Uh, she was a short price favourite. She was expected to do this, but this was a dominant win. She didn't go hard early. She went pretty slow, actually. But the way she sort of sprinted up late, um, she led the field up and still run home in the quickest clothing sectionals of the day. I just thought this sort of her work the last 200 metres and the turn of foot she showed there. Yes, she didn't beat much, but she was an impressive win. It was her first run for my Eustace. You go back to her debut run at Ballarat when uh, she was in the other stable, and she probably should have won that too. So she's always been a filly that's shown a, a fair bit of talent, and there could be every chance she's improved under my Eustace. So I thought off that first up win, that was a that was a big win. And you look at the rest of the form in this race, the lead-up is very iffy, the Flemington form, which Jenny Jerome won, Vagrant ran second in a 58, the run prior. Um, Free Will was there. She was kind of a bit unlucky. I think everyone's probably happy enough to be against that form, which probably just leaves you with extra two. Uh, the market hasn't necessarily missed her, but uh, if, we're, if we get back to, say, a, a soft five on Saturday, uh, she's a horse I'm pretty keen on. I think if it's if the track's not too wet, um, that'd probably be the only concern with her because she hasn't really seen a, a proper wet track, but hopefully it's on the improve. It's a seven now, but there's probably no more rain to come. So if it's on the improve, 
um, and it gets back to sort of a six and maybe even the better side of a, a five, um, gee, it should be hard to beat then. So it's just a little bit worried on the track. But if, if say, it was like a, a soft five on Saturday, I'd probably just be declaring it, to be honest. But that's the only worry of the track. Oh, yeah. As soon as I saw the meeting come out, I mean, that, that horse, obviously, and you'll find a lot of blokes, like I said, as a Nico, I mean, Nico, like you, you said, it went pretty slow there. I'd, I'd like to see what you say, how, how slow they got to go to go very slow. Because I think it did go like 13 or 14 below or something, didn't it? And then, but the way that turn of foot when he asked for it, um, only that's that's only good horses have got that real turn of foot despite how slow they go. Um, it, it gets some favours on Saturday as well. It gets, um, oh, it gets W pin with the three kilos, Nico. You haven't mentioned that 51. yet, have you? <laughs> so it gets him with 51 kilos. Could be the best horse in the race kilos. with 51. So, with a, with a turn of foot like that, yeah. So, this, so, um, it was with who was it with Stephen Brown or something? I think the, the Griffiths had it. I mean, he's re- this Will Bourne, this Will, uh, they talk about Ma Eustace, they've got this bloke who works for him, Will Bourne, who's Butch Bourne's son, and I don't know what his bloodstock manager, what he is, but he's he's so good at his job, getting all these horses in, so I'd say he's gone and found this, they've seen the, uh, seen the debut run at um, Ballarat, which was eye-catching, gone and I don't know, what are they offered for it, 200000 or something, put all, put all put them all in, I think he's Ma in the ownership, I think, I think he is as well, and then, um, yeah, so I looked, I saw it at Kynes, well, this is a good horse, and uh, yeah, I think... Um, I think it's just a good horse. So uh, they paid a bit of money for it and uh, it'll keep improving. So hard to beat. But having said that, can I just go back again, Nico? There'll be two thought, There'll be two schools here because of the slow early tempo. I mean, it hasn't got quick overall figures. So it'll be very interesting. The market hasn't missed it. So it'll be very interesting to see. There'll be some who, you know, the figures, punters and all this who might um, – it might take, you know, might take, it might get, might drift, might hold its price or drift a bit, I think. Yeah, it will be interesting late, but it does have that offset of W pin and getting under yes, the minimum, the which they also yeah. love on these wet tracks. So it's going to be uh, interesting to watch that late market, but uh, she'd be, happy, be happy if she drifted because you can probably just get more on then. But uh, I would think she firms, to be honest. That would be my read on the race late. I think with that, just W pin aboard my Eustace, dominant winner last start and then down and below the minimum weight, I would think she at least holds her price, if not firms. And you can see he's confident because he's dived into race nine as his next one, the Thailand Porter Handicap. This, to me, looked a little bit tricky outside the fave, but um, let's hear about it. Normandy Bridge is a favourite, $3.50. Daytona Bay, $3.70. Deep Strike, $7.50. Alvadun, $8.00. Secret Plan, $10.00. Macram, $17.00. Maserati Bay, $17.00. And Cherry Tortoni, $18.00. And that's the replay we're going to have a look at and the horse that Nico likes at odds. Cherry Tortoni. Yeah, he was just given a bit of a uh, a buy on this day, really. He's working into the race okay there in the red and white back in the field. And then uh, four of the two, he's the quickest split of the race. Um, and then pretty much from here on, the rest of Australia gets held up and has nowhere to go. I would have thought if he was, took the run out wide and he was able to build his momentum, he probably would have run second here. Um, he's a horse who was a bit in the wilderness earlier this campaign. They backed him up this day at Flemington um, and he found somewhere near his best. He's been back to the trial since that run at Maui where they just sort of sent him around, which I think is a good thing just for an older horse, keep his uh, mind ticking over. Uh, Billy Egan goes aboard, which is a big jockey change. And he likes to sting out of the ground, and he could be looking for 1,800 metres deep into his career now. So he's a horse that tends to, uh, once he finds a bit of form, he tends to hold it. I think off his last run, he could suggest he should have been right in the finish there. Pinstripe won that race, who obviously um, ran in the same race last start as Normandy Bridge, so you can tie all that form in. I thought Normandy Ridge, uh, he was short enough for mine in a race where there's probably a few holes in a few of the runners. Um, I thought Cherry Tortoni, you could make a fair case he could be the best horse in the race when he's at his absolute best. And I think Saturday he could be somewhere near that. Now, deep into the campaign, Billy on, P-Pain flying, and uh, just a few things in his favour with a bit of sting out of the ground. So uh, at around sort of, what, 15 or $16, I think yeah, I just think you have to back him. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I went and had a look at, another look at the replay of Normandy Bridge. And... Yeah, I was trying to find a couple of horses, well, secret plan, and uh, I obviously saw the replay of Milford first up, thought those runs were okay. I thought Norman Bridge was holding all of his opponents there last start. Uh, it gets B Shin on now, and this horse is just going to be strong as an ox at 1,800. I think this stable's just finally figured out that the 2,600 and the longer trips aren't his cup of tea, and you know what Mars like, they just hold him at that peak for so long. So I think he's going to take a world of beating Norman Bridge, and he's already been, what, four-something into... $3.50, so interesting angle there with Cherry Tortoni outside the market, the uh, the big danger there, Nico. Any thoughts, DK? Uh, yeah, no, Cherry Tortoni, well, Nico's he's married to the camp, so no no, no surprise, but good camp to be married to, Nico, the buying camp. 
Um, but Billy going on, I was just noticed. I mean, how, how strong Billy come back since his injury? Like, what did he write? Two, what was Wanamaker group race the other day? He rode the Foxy Freedom. Wanamaker's up in Brisbane riding group winners. He's down here riding winners. Um, yeah, and uh, no, the pain, pain, pain joints flying. So, yeah, I'll, in, in that race, I mean, normally we just hit, hit its straps now, obviously, so it'll be hard to toss. But I thought they're the two. They're, I think, um, yeah, for the value play, Jerry Tortoni, but one you said, Nico. Doobly Bridge will be hard to beat. If uh, you want more of Nico's action, there's two ways you can find it. Little Birdie Syndicate up 65 units now. Boys just can't stop backing winners in that one. So uh, roaring at the moment, that one. Uh, there'll be some action possibly at uh, Swan Hill. Friday looks tricky. I've got a couple back because over the weekend at Swan Hill though. So I'll be dabbling into there. And then he's mounting yard mails, these Metro service. So you get Wednesdays and Saturdays. So that's via Telegram. So there's two ways to... Uh, Get on the uh, the gravy train with Nico, but um, good luck today, Nico, in whatever uh, you're up to today. Um, hopefully, you're not shopping for a, uh, a ring or anything. Just keeping the head down, and um, we were shopping for a get, horse. Get... Actually, we were looking. We were going to the wheeling sale, so uh, maybe something there. Oh, yeah, do you? But um, yeah, we'll just see how we go. Patience of Job with a wheeling, yeah. Rocky. It's all right. Three years later, oh, it's all right. He's onto something. I like him in the truck. Run next week. Still bored good. for the week. All right, good luck with that, Nico. Nico is obviously a puntingform.com.au disciple, so if you want to transition uh, your next step into a, uh, a semi or full-time punter, pro punter, make sure you check out puntingform.com.au. Their database is so easy to use and uh, it's uh, a great place to store your notes, do all your speed mapping and uh, keep all your info in the one spot. We're going to have a look at uh, Randwick, Mr. Walter, and it's uh, pretty blue skies there down in Sydney which is a, a nice little change. Race one's the first one we're going to have right. a look at. And it's the uh, Robrick Lodge Handicap. Osmosis is a favourite here, 240 into 230 Royal Tribute, $3 a correct, $9 fleet with 12 uh, La Boquera is $14. Hellfire Express, 15 Sovereign Fund, 17 Sweet Proposal, 26 But you're all about the favourite here, Osmosis. And this is its uh, first start. Where is it, Gosford? Or? Yeah, it was, a, it was a weird one to take it to an open class sort of midweek or whatever the heck it was um, on debut. They took the sit, tried to teach it. Definitely could have let if it wanted to. Inside probably wasn't the best part. Did dry out as the day went on, but still not the best part and sort of see it doesn't. Soft you know, win. Yeah, soft win and only sort of probably got the second gear there. Uh, trials before that, extremely, extremely good. Um, there's a huge wrap on this Royal Tribute, which is, you know, I sort of went through the program a few times trying to find the best angle. And Royal Tribute is a scary runner. Uh, certainly has got good gate speed outside draw. Won't affect it. You can see Reggie dropping the hammer from there. Just hoping that I know Zuccarette's up in here, up in Brisbane as well. Uh, it might not run, but hoping say split decision, La Bakiria, something kicks up underneath and just makes him work a little bit, softens him. And I think if Dylan sort of gets his horse across into a midfield position, you'll see a pretty nice horse uh, letting down osmosis. I set the alarms and three dollars seventy went up and. I was pretty excited. Uh, yeah, it lasted about 3.4 milliseconds. Uh, obviously, <laughs> someone's got the uh, the bots finely tuned with these early markets. I've got no idea why they want to back something to win a minimum price with one bookmaker. It doesn't it mind boggles me. But uh, regardless, we're at sort of 240s. It's nothing to write home about, but maybe coupled up with a couple of these boys that have found other, other horses sort of without a fight extra two. Um, you know, a bit like last week, if we can strike a couple of blows, that might be the best way to play this because I certainly wouldn't be having the max bet on it at $2.40. I think it's probably about its right price, but um, I do I do like the horse. And, um, you yeah, know, the, the lunatics in our silly Discord there, I know a few of them have had speculators on this horse to win um, the Everest, which is, you know, a big stretch from this. But if, it, if, you want to win, <laughs> if you want to win an Everest or get on the radar, which is what Bjorn will be definitely trying to do, uh, this horse will be... Certainly, they're uh, ready to, to to sort of put them away if he can, and I think um, I think we'll see a pretty good horse on Saturday. And if, if Royal Tribute's a better horse, you know, too good. But um, yeah, I think this one's one out of the box. So, wow. what about the what about taking on the thing that won yesterday in the Everest Vault? What about What's that, that thing? What, what didn't something win good yesterday in Sydney? Commemorative. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't like. I like the one that ran race two. I thought the one that ran race two is a better, a lot better horse. But oh. um, uh, the one that ran race one, I think it was beast. I think yeah, it was like seventeen hands, and I just loved uh, I just loved how it pushed him out of the way. But the two, it was sort of I think it was everything was exaggerated. The leader and outside leader are pit ponies; they're both weak. Uh, the one outside the leader probably had to work a bit, so it was entirely weak. I don't think Gaze is 
anywhere near, uh, I think it needs 900 at Queen Bee. And so maybe it looked a bit better to the eye than, mm. than what it was. But um, yeah, like it's in the right camp, isn't it? They, they, they sort of, other, other stables might have rushed that horse to the races a bit earlier and, uh, and it's had its time. And once it gets to like, I don't know if it runs a mile or something and, and gets to Ramwick, it, it might be dangerous. But the thing that ran in race two, nostalgia, um, I've never heard an interview like Charlie Duckworth before the race. He's like, oh, what do you think? Nah, just wins. Well, where do you think you'll be in the run? Doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, what about, uh, you know, any worries? Nah. <laughs> After the race, <laughs> like one before, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Went all right. I guess that's what we're expecting. So, when a stable with that many runners and that many good horses is that confident about a horse, not excited by it when it does what it did. And it sort of, you could see Jay Mackey didn't care what happened. He was just keeping it in clean air the whole way and it just extended. Um, I know there was a couple of runners that were unlucky there. I think it's a, it's a, it's one to follow nostalgia. I don't know where it'll go, but it's um it's a nice horse. Nice horse. Found a couple of nice horses uh, throughout the show. Racingwatch.com.au. Uh, you can jump into the uh, the Discord and have all those fanciful dreams about um, the Everest. Mate, declare. they're already on. You see, they've already found a winner at Manukau Dogs. They're in. That's how sick Leg they are. Leg one in. That's how sick they are. <laughs> what time is it? Yeah. 10.44. Yeah, so they'll, <laughs> We're off. they'll bet anywhere. They'll talk about anything and uh, well, they'll do anything. So they're very exciting people. If you don't want the head noise, make sure you check out the Telegram uh, link and you can just get the tips and uh, no noise there. So racingwatch.com.au is an absolute beauty. It's time for another man that's absolutely white hot, Stonny's Best. And Strabo Day is upon us. I've got a couple of best bets around the grounds. Um, looks a cracking day at Eagle Farm on Saturday. My One of my best bets comes up in the JJ Atkins Race 7, Tannhauser. Um, it was very good in Sydney, off a freshen up. I think it's improved this preparation. It's trials before its first that run was sensational and it backed it up last start, running home in really slick time off a slow tempo. Jamak goes on, the low draw suits. Um, I'm looking away from the, the lead up uh, Brisbane form. I think um, many of them crossed the line together. A few are unlucky, so I'm prepared to look for the different form in this situation. I think Tannhauser around the $6 mark looks a nice play. In Ramwick, we go to race eight, We Rule Rock. It was very good first up, splitting Devil's Throat and Robusto. Both of those have come out in one since, so the form is holding up well. It drops seven and a half kilos. Um, it finds the lead back to 1,100 suits. I think the lead kick and should give a really good sight and hopefully win at around the $4.50 mark. So the two best are Saturday Eagle Farm, Race 7, Tannhauser, and Ramrick, Race 8, We Will Rock. Good luck. Interesting one, Tannhauser. He was, looked like he was asleep last time uh, for Jay Ford. He gets James McDonald this time. Uh, how do you see that horse improving into the uh, the Jay Jackins? Looks like a mile definitely suit him. Yeah, and well, none of us sort of mentioned it, which is interesting. And I like I certainly, if you were going to do a deep preview on the race, you'd have to talk about it. But I don't know. It's a, it was a good win last start. It sort of beat the pattern to a certain degree. Uh, it's got a sense of timing, right, stable. But I don't know. I just... I, don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and first said, time J, J to J Mac, that's got to be something. First time it sees a good track. Uh, yeah, is another reason why it could improve. Yeah, it just seems like it's well found. Like you're getting fourteen dollars against a pretty steady field last start, and and whilst it did a really good job, this has certainly got going to be more difficult. Uh, it's it's not a race I'm too overly interested in, to be honest. I think that's why I sort of went looking for the the value and miracle of love, sort of double figures, but it can win for sure. It's just a bit of a tricky race. This is an interesting – I'd love to be able to bet him play with this one. If J-Mac can sit this horse midfield or not much worse than that because he just flopped out last time. He was miles miles off him last time and it was a good win, but I just worry he might get too far back, a horse like this. But, um, yeah, if midfield or if he bounces well, I'd uh, I'd be happy to uh, invest there. But uh, more keen if uh, if Donnie likes it. I'd be it. in shock if it wasn't in the first five or six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it will. Oh, be. you think it will yeah, bounce it out? Yeah, I think it will. No, oh, there you go. I probably want to be uh, on then. If that's the case. And the other one, um, what was it? Um, we Will Rock. We Will Rock. So it's a race that? I had a really good look at. I actually mm. really like a horse against it. Conscript, uh, just the horse is just flying, like crazy flying. Um, if it had a rider, I know the same rider won on it last start. You, you don't get the kilo and a half for for Roy Jones Jr. anymore. Um, he's lost his claim. So it goes up four and a half kilos last start he sort of set it a task uh, and it it was up to it but it was the right part of the track to come down at that stage of the day super impressive and yeah i'd expect it to do similar i just wish they put a senior on it i know that 
these guys are really loyal and they like to stick with their jockeys. But if this horse had a senior, I know there's not too many around in Sydney either. Uh, I, I just he's just absolutely airborne and weird. One of those weird horses that can you know settle anywhere in a race and hit the line when he's in the mood, and he certainly is at the moment. So yeah, and Jay Ford's on We Will Rock. Yeah, I just find him hard to find. And uh, yeah, leader on the fence is, is key. So probably pattern of the day is really important to this. If you can lead and, and, and the fence is good, uh, Donnie's horse I'd certainly promote. If it's uh, sort of pretty neutral, I think Conscript will get over the top of him and uh, Spacewalk will no doubt have plenty of uh, Hot race. love after. Last start, well, yeah, yeah it, was, it was a good thing beat, obviously, last time. But 13, where's it going to get to? John claude Van Dam on it. Um, yeah, I think Conscript's a more solid option just because it's versatile, drawn perfectly. But if uh, if it's if it's definitely on pace and fence is good, Donnie's will give a huge sight. That's uh, Donnie's uh, Donnie's info there with a bit of a filter or a, uh, some thoughts around that. Let's have a look at uh, the top sort steamers, aka the uh, the top sort lays. The first one here is race seven number twelve at Eagle Farm, and it's a five hundred dollars at twenty six dollars on King Colorado. So it's another horse we haven't mentioned. I think we've talked about the whole field now. Just goes to show um, how deep it's. Mar Eustis. Mar Eustis. Oostus, and it's a Kembla Grange winner last start, beat Eleven May and Ashfall and Cape Size, that one. So it's drifted. It's kicked back out to $31 there. So market doesn't love it. Jay Collett, Barrier 3. Yeah, so 14, 12, 14 a mile, uh, right stable to improve, a bit like Waller once they get to a mile. You do you do get scared. You know, you start to be scared about wanting to oppose them, that's for sure. So. Yeah, I'm not knocking any horse drawn soft in this race. Um, it's price. obviously progressive at that price. This next one isn't my bet. Uh, race eight, number seven, Gentleman Roy, two hundred at thirty-one dollars. But I'd say he's a uh, knockout chance if they go a bit, if he can just control the race up front. But um, be interested to see what uh, Rothfire does from that wide alley. You would think that Surf Dance is going to rock and roll. She's got three in the race. Two of them are going to be suited by a solid tempo. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, Ryan Maloney's probably not the one you think of. Like. Uh, wouldn't you love to swap? I know it's got forty nine and a half, but wouldn't you love to put Ryan Maloney on uh, on Hawaii Five O and throw Rachel Schumacher on Surf Dancer? Holy hell, it'd change the whole race. But um, I'm assuming they'll run along. Mm. Usually, the winner comes from just off the speed. Mm. Historically, uh, Straboat, but it did play a bit leaderish uh, last week. I thought Eagle Farm, uh, Sandown Race Eight Number Eight. This horse is airborne. Sandy Prince, ten dollars. Think the price has gone now. It's into around uh, the seven dollar quote. Uh, this will be sort of up and uh, on the speed. So interesting, a couple of little haze on us there. It looks like it might be a partial jobby there, DK, 230 at, at the $10. It's a weird bet, isn't it? Huh? 230. It's looks a weird like bet. they've got the scissors out. Chinese, the Chinese, Chinese dentist. The dentist bet. Yeah, yeah. 230. Not, not, <laughs> 230, not, not, 230. Not, don't want any more disorse. Yeah, it looks like they've um, uh, got the scissors out there. Here's our bottom full Pacific Rubies, an interesting runner. I thought Sig Positano, Barbie's Fox Prowling. Or oh, it's a bit, bit up for grabs, and I see Hutchie's put um, D Oliver on his horse, uh, Hello Broadcast, so it's due for a bit of a change in luck. My man Ollie with Omakura, he's done well. I think he's riding that one. Is he on holidays now, or is he coming back? Yeah, he's going off to play golf in the West Coast, so he's he's completely airborne, Ollie. Mate, just goes to show. he just pokes around and makes his half a million a year or whatever he does. Yeah, tough life. That's when you want to be on him. Group one, big price off the map, boom. You know we can get the job done, that's for sure. Yes. Mind on the job. Righto, DK. Uh, now it's your turn. Have you got anything for us? Shack attack? Boom, shack a Oh, yeah, we'll see what happens when I go back on the back on the dry or whatever, get a result. So I'm just looking there. Now it's just become Swan Hill's just become heavy 10 after that uh, rain for the first meeting on Friday. Three days in a row on a heavy 10 track. That's going to be good. But anyway, uh, something a bit of value. Uh, as Scoots, a heavy 10, this is... It, it failed on debut, but they said it was too firm. Now it's come back for the for the for the winter, and it's struck us off track. So this thing's called race one number eight. Pri sorry, race two number eight. Priceless, priceless. Trolled up mm -hmm. deluxe in the shades. Yep. Um, so I'm just you know, and it's six bucks or something. So I hope it can handle the ground. And um, one to follow. There's one in. I hope it might be in Sunday. I'm tipping off the noms here. Um, thing called Electric Impulse. Electric Impulse, keeping it'll be in the 64 or something. It gets a run. If it doesn't run there, just follow it wherever it runs. It's Henry Dwyer. Henry. It won. It had the grouse. This is had the grouse maiden win for the unfashionable stable, and I wasn't in any position to go and or know anyone to go and buy it. But some clever blokes have. Uh, the Bald Eagle, uh, it's Mike yeah. Simons, Bruce McAvaney, they've all gone and bought it. I think they paid about 200000 for it. Give it to Henry. 
and um, it just had the beautiful clean up the other day on a wet track. So um, Henry loves getting a winner at Swan Hill. So if it runs up there, be hard to beat Electric Impulse, but um, I think it's a horse to follow if it doesn't get a run there. What about um, these poor the blokes? They've, they've bought this horse for 200. They've got it ready for a race and DK shelved them. It's unbelievable. What a, what a, what a, what a pass. Blind, bl- 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 blind Freddy could have seen it the other day. Yeah. <laughs> no, it looks a nice horse. It's, it's, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yep, yeah, those ones, Scooty, but I, they both should have uh, pending wet tracks. I think there's um, there's plenty of meat on the bone there and plenty of winners, so fingers crossed now. Uh, yeah, we can kick on from last week's show because, yeah, if you had it backed all of them or someone out there would have multied up a couple and made a good amount of money. I saw your tweet. You wanted, you wanted to jump in the DeLorean and go back in time and put the multi on. Yeah, it would have been handy. Would've, you would have made handy. a fortune. They're all too close. And I like how that it's so wrapped up in oh, I am in Sydney or whatever racing. It's sort of bouncing between channels and races. and They just was like, boop, boop, boop. it was crazy, wasn't it? <laughs> I missed them all, but no, it's good. Hopefully everyone. Found a couple? Yep. Beautiful. All right. It's been a uh, good show, DK. That's uh, it's a wrap from us. And um, hopefully uh, have a big weekend on the punt yourself. Swan Hill. Swan Hill, yeah. Be ducking, dodging and weaving there on the wet track. Get the flippers out, but uh, try and find something. See you, boys. Looks super hard on Friday and I think the weekend. Might oh, heavy 10. Heavy bit. 10 hasn't helped. And then imagine the track's going to chop up, you know. Oh, yeah. it's, it's like warnable. It's just nightmare stuff. All right, big thanks uh, to our sponsors and all the boys on the show. And fingers crossed we've found you a winner for this weekend. We'll see you next week.